All right, welcome to another episode of Kiwi Skane Stories. Key rats, Kiwi Skaners, this is where neighbors meet neighbors. Today, we're talking about youth lead change. We have Patricia Woodson, the, the founder of Youth Lead Change. If some of you may remember, she was a Kiwi Skane village council member for two terms. She was big around the village green, getting that village green started, the playground, and the community center. She was had a lot of a lot of input there. And we also have Josh Morin, who is here visiting Kiwiskin right now, lives in DC, and she, he is a program coordinator, curriculum designer, and ecologist, and he is contributing heavily to youth lead change. So welcome, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us and telling us your story here to Kiwiskiners. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So, Pat. You are the founder of Youth Lead Change. Tell us, tell us what is Youth Lead Change? Youth Lead Change is a program uh, for high school students uh, who have either stepped into leadership already or are wanting to, uh, to give them basic skills uh, and some not so basic skills um, in understanding change making. And uh, we started, um, oh, about eight months before COVID hit. And uh, we were holding in-person workshops, uh, teaching the tools for social entrepreneurship uh, and some design thinking. And uh, it's so it's conceived really from the beginning as a combination of courses, workshops, and mentorship, um, working to connect students um, with mentors who are aligned with uh, the projects or the issues that they're interested in. Um, when COVID hit, um, interviewing the students that we were working with, we, we said, okay, things are really different right now. What do you need? A lot of their on the ground projects were, were put on hold and we got the message loud and clear that what they, what they wanted was social, uh, emotional, mental, and emotional health. So um, by a great stroke of luck, um, a relatively new friend of mine, Dr. Megan Poe, um, famous as uh, kind of NYU's favorite professor um, for her course called Love there, which kind of like the happiness course at uh, and Harvard was, you know, was the one that you, if you don't sign up in the first two minutes, you're, you know, forget it. Um, so Dr. Poe, um, designed and initiated this course that we are now running again called Thriving Through Challenge, which is, um, we've kind of tagged a bit as leadership from the inside out. Um, so that, this is, a, this is a direction that is kind of the gift of COVID for youth lead change. So in addition to maybe more hard skills, this is now, um, the inner work, uh, because of course, how we are with ourselves is defines how we can be with others. Um, so learning again, especially through this isolation of COVID, um, uh, new ways of, of being with ourselves in this, in this kind of additional pressure cooker that, that already extraordinarily stressed, um, increasingly anxious adolescents have been living um, now with the additional uncertainty and additional isolation and pressures of COVID, um, 
this is this has really been a beautiful uh, process now that we this is we're in our second year of offering um, to really give them the skills to um, to work with themselves and then to use skills that Josh uh, is teaching as well to guide others and embed in group processes for whatever project they're working on so that they're creating a healthy, collaborative, empowering environment uh, with whatever group they're working in. Um, we started, um, we have a new partner as well. Um, Youth Lead Change started in partnership with Peace First, uh, which is a, an international organization uh, teaching skills uh, for peace building. Um, we since then uh, have acquired two different partners. Um, Rotary has launched an incredible platform, uh, asynchronous course followed by mentorship called Youth Peace in Action. And we have um, a collaboration platform organized around the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals behind me called Han X. And Han X, um, I'm a co-founder of Han X as well. Um, Outward Bound is our shared foundation. Um, Youth Lead Change uh, has a relationship with North Carolina Outward Bound. Um, students pre-COVID were, and once more, we're looking forward to um, them uh, enjoying scholarships for the wilderness courses uh, for North Carolina Outward Bound's wilderness courses uh, in recognition of their impact in the community. And so Outward Bound is, is really the, not the foundation for the values and the community of Han X. So increasingly we are dovetailing with Han X and using the themes of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals um, to orient, educate, and inspire action in the world. Wow, that's awesome. Looks like kids working with Youth Leads Change have an opportunity to learn a lot about a lot. You know, I wanted, I wanted to touch based on a couple of things that you mentioned, and I wanted to get Josh's input on, since he's the program coordinator, you know, for Youth Lead Change. I was, you mentioned that the program that you guys are running now is Thriving Through Challenge, right? And it talks about a lot of inner, inner work. And Josh, pre-podcast, we were talking about some of the mindset work you, you've been doing. And mm -hmm. I, from my business background, I can see how emotional intelligence is important, how to handle stress, how to handle a workload that could be too much, you know, and a lot of, we don't get taught that. We don't get taught that when, as we're, we're uh, as youth, as in college or even in high school, anywhere, we don't get taught how to handle those inner, inner things to be able to, to thrive and succeed. Josh, can you, can you share with us a couple of, of those things? Yeah, I mean, listening to you talk, it's, it's this idea of, um, and especially engaging young people, it's this idea of being within within some structure, being within you know a school curriculum or a college curriculum or being in your work life, right? Um, and, and sort of the stressors that happen in that sort of arena space, that performance space, right? And a tool that I've always uh, used is, is being able to sort of separate out the different spheres of our lives take a snapshot of, you know, how healthy each of them are um, and making sure that those arena spaces 
have um, similarly healthy and robust sanctuary spaces where that performance, that expectation can come off, where we can regain, reset our nervous system with some of the techniques we find in emotional intelligence, um, like taking a, taking a deep breath, a complete breath. Um, so, so we teach some of those tools, right? To help your, your sanctuary space be a place where you can rest, digest, recharge. And then the third space, the final space, which I'm, um, I was actually brought down this weekend to teach um, a tool called council. And this third, other third space is called a container space. You know, it's a space for actually now actively reflecting on the experiences that are taking place in our arenas, in our work life, school life, and, and in our sanctuary or reset relaxation spaces. And what I found with, with teaching this is that um, we have severely underdeveloped our container spaces, our, um, our spaces of self-reflection and then connection to others. So to, to zoom in right in on one tool, the, the tool we're um, directly engaging students with here on the key is, is called Council. It's a storytelling practice, very simple, um, you know, sort of ancient roots for all of, all of us humans you know, sitting in a circle, whether that's around a fire or around a beautiful center you've created. Um, there's a talking stick, there's a prompt, there's an opening and a closing. And when you have that, that space to speak, it's about uh, reflecting and seeing what comes out. So, so I think that is, um, that is a tool that we don't actively find ourselves engaging with, I think, seriously enough, you know, as often as we should. Spaces where our, our memories, our experiences can, can come into focus in new ways and where in a group environment by listening with, you know, an open heart to others, we can really sort of come back to core, come back to essence um, and be able to live our values, right? when we are actively speaking those values and finding that purpose together, I think what people will find is you go back into the work environment, go back into the arena after you've had an amazing integration in your container space. And a lot of what you thought was, um, you know, the extra stuff you have to get done. A lot of that actually won't necessarily line up and you'll realize, you know, you're, you're doing things that don't matter. And being able to take that off your plate and know very clearly you know, what your purpose is, how you serve um, is a great tool to sort of cut through and even and even minimize distraction. So, yeah, happy to talk more on any of that if you have any questions. Yeah, that's, that's great. So right now, to see if I fully understand the concept, Youth Least Change has a course, right, which is called Thriving uh, Through Challenge that takes kids through these three steps that you just mentioned, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the course, the course we're doing now is sort of, um, sort of to back up to talk about my own experience. I am literally the the product of these programs. You know, when I was eighteen, I went to a youth leadership program camp. Uh, I went back and started serving as a fellow in curriculum there as well. Mm. I've done emotional intelligence courses. I was involved in a mindfulness initiative at college, and the program we are designing right now is essentially me. You know, going through all of those and finding the concrete practical exercises, those tools, and, you know, minimizing all of the, the story and talking about these curriculums and giving students over Zoom direct experiences with how does it feel to apply this technique? How does it feel to, um, you know, come into my body with that complete breath you know, to journal? So this whole grab bag, we call maybe the sandbox, you know, the sandbox space to play around 
with these practices um, of well-being. And, and that's a really broad introductory course to these, to these techniques. And then, and then, you know, the storytelling space council that I mentioned is, is something that we just did this weekend in person. So it really requires that circle, that in-presence, human, human presence circle. And yeah, exactly. Sort of following up and really engaging with students uh, more personally after we've, we've uh, tried out some of these tools as well. I think it's great what you guys are doing. In business school, they don't teach you how to deal with the inner work, right? The inner stresses that come with doing business, executing the project, doing what you're told in the office. It's another thing for entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs, when they're trying to create from scratch. There's a lot of stresses that come to that. As an entrepreneur myself, I can definitely identify. Pat, I have a couple of questions regarding some of the things you mentioned um, before. You mentioned social entrepreneurship and you mentioned uh, design thinking. Can you describe what those are? I'm familiar with the concept of social entrepreneurship. Um, social entrepreneurship is when you apply regular business skills or tools to address um, and or improve social or environmental related issues. Can you describe for us design thinking and what that means? Please, I think it'll be very important for us to know. Yeah. Um... These are, well, design thinking is an approach to, um, to mapping out uh, around an issue uh, in a 360 degree kind of way, um, you know, to understand the impacts and uh, who would be impacted, um, the, the roots of, of issues, and then to come up with uh, perhaps a series of possible solutions and test them out. And based on how they test out, then you refine and reshape and experiment uh, until you get something that, you know, that seems to really have a measurable impact. Um, okay. Social entrepreneurs really, um, it's a very broad term. Uh, the, uh, I've been, I've had a wonderful collaborator um, Professor Eduardo Balrezo, who is at the uh, Watson Institute at Lynn University, he and I did a program embedded in Palmer Trinity, uh, where we really went through a full curriculum for social entrepreneurship um, with business plan skills, uh, with design thinking skills, and um, really just giving students the tools to discover uh, what their individual passions and talents could be that they can apply to issues they care about. In the end, uh, there was a business plan challenge and, um, and funding provided for, for the winners. Um, one, one student actually won the Miami Herald Youth Business Plan Challenge Award. Um, so we may go into that full kind of curriculum again as we emerge from uh, from COVID, um, when it's it's more possible to do things out in the in the world. Um, right now, we're really focusing on uh, learning a lot of the inner skills, and um, we are going to have um, Eduardo Valrezo has offered to teach a course in human design which is kind of grown out of design thinking and systems thinking um, much more, I think, um, inclusive approach. Um, 
also we're we're going to um, be introducing more hard skills um, starting actually in about a month. Um, Mayor Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine Cava is has offered to create uh, and participate in with the students uh, a civic engagement workshop series. Uh, we're also planning um, to have, uh, we're ramping up very soon to offer our summer internship, which is again uh, centered around the sustainable development goals. And it's going to lead to a program in the fall called 17 Rooms, which uh, is a Brookings Institution program uh, supported by them for local well, for communities, and I think this is going to be a, a Miami-Dade uh, scope um, event to learn about the, the goals in a conference style uh, and also hear from uh, the local organizations that are making an impact in those areas and the young people as well who are engaged in, in work on those areas. You have to let us know whenever you launch the internship or whenever you're ready, we should do a mini mini show um, on, on what that is so we can uh, let parents know in the key. Yeah, we're going to, um, for the summer internship, that will be uh, an SDG ambassador role um, for the fall event. Got it. So, Pat. Tell us, tell us, why did you start Youth Lead Change? I, I really kind of see it as a, a process um, toward creating it that started um, when I had a baby um, 20, gosh, eight years ago. Um, and Hurricane Andrew had devastated uh, the key. And um, I've been following, I guess, my daughter's generation uh, and inquiring, you know, what do they need since then? So it started with playground, parks, um, community center, then programs for, for kids, for young people. Um, I was the liaison for quite a number of years for the youth council. Um, we've been experimenting with how to em empower and give young people in our community a voice in a meaningful way. Uh, that honors them and respects their intelligence and their skills and, and their unique um, vision of our community and the world. And so ultimately, um, really just creating a platform that offers them skills, that offers them insights, that supports them mentally, emotionally, and intellectually um, in evolving and um, and implementing their own visions um, and mentoring them through through that, uh, so that they re they really have agency. Uh, so that's I guess that that's where we've landed. I've been um, growing up with them; they've been teaching me. Oh, I can't imagine. I think that what you guys are doing is great. I mean, mentorship is such an important part of education, and we know, and you know, Pat, you've been involved in education for a long time as well. Education is not enough. But what, what, what we offer, universities, colleges, the public sector, uh, the private um, um, organizations, is not enough. So organizations like yours, 
that provide this perspective, different ideas, different ways of thinking and mentorship are so important and valuable for the community. So thank you. So Josh, can you expand on the name? Youth lead change. The youth is leading the change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's the name of the program. It's also sort of a slogan of sorts. Um, and it sort of is a statement of, of, our, of our values, right? What we believe. But I think um, I think we have to sort of take a shift from saying the young people are going to inherit the world. You know, it's up to them to solve the problems versus what is a model of really empowering younger people who are <clears throat> facing a series of challenges or being told and bombarded. You know, there's these big wicked problems in the world that um, you're going to have to solve. And, and obviously that's sort of a dead end. So youth lead change is, is really about, I think, making sort of this bridge and dialogue between the generations. Something I've, I, I really focused on is intergenerational dialogue. And, and that is how do we be able to set up young people with the key insights? You know, here are some of the things that, you know, still have work to go. Here's where we have to, we have to minimize sort of the, the, the dissonance between what we know is true and the way things are done. And, and we are relying on your creativity and on your perspective and on your energy and, and, and passion uh, to be able to bring your voice to these things. And I think something sort of culture-wide that might be missing is this, this idea of, of having real elders, like bestowing elderhood, um, which is something that can take place in these circles I was describing, these council circles, that older generations can, can share their stories, can share their wisdom, and young people can feel the continuity and the support of, of um, the, the community they're in, knowing that there's this great resource of insight, and also at the same time, being told that the, all of their creativity, all of their voice is, is also necessary. So, so opening that space for communication and then opening that space for actual action and change. It requires trusting young people when they tell you, you know, I'm hurting or I'm, I'm anxious, you know, giving them resources to help, help with that, to bring to baseline, but then also giving them all the treasures that we have in our community and that we have across generations and, and saying, um, you know, you have a place here and your voice matters and we need you to help us see, see things more clearly now. And, and sort of the alignment to, to bridge these generations and to bridge the dialogue uh, to sort of find common ground is, is really the first step. So teaching those, those skills of story, those inner work skills, um, and then hopefully connecting across generations is one way that youth will be able to grow up and make the changes that are necessary. Awesome. Thank you, Josh. So what, one of the things I'd like to do here in Kiwi Skane Stories is talk a little bit about the key in our experiences. So Josh, you are new. You're visiting for the first time Kiwi Skane. Thanks to Pat, she brought you down to meet the kids that you're working with. What is your, what is your first impression of Kiwi Skane? Oh my goodness. Um, I just came from February in DC. So I, it's a whole nother season here. And uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I stepped out, stepped out of, uh, you know, like in the Wizard of Oz, you step out, everything's technicolor. Whoa. Uh, no, I think the key is I'm really, really impressed by the village feel like like small hamlet, super friendly. Um, and uh, I think there's something about the way that the community has these natural boundaries. Um, right. Where you like when you enter the community, you really feel it. And 
And then just the blessing of natural resources, the blessing of beauty um, and connection to the, to the ocean and the sky is, is really um, gorgeous. So I'm, I love it here. Uh, and I think the amount of families I've seen, kids I've seen, even just driving around the golf cart makes it seem like a really friendly, lovely place to live. So you guys are lucky. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for that. And Pat, can you describe for us a perfect weekend for you here in the key? Hmm. Well, okay. Um, yes, it would take a whole weekend, even try to enjoy all the things that, that I love about the key. Um, I enjoy sailing. I uh, like to actually, it's, sometimes it's best to get an early start on the weekend for that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Too many boats out. Um, and, uh, and certainly going to, uh, to Crandon park. I like to go down the nature trail down, you know, toward bear cut. It feels so wild and you, you wouldn't even think you're close to a city. Uh, I love to go to dune behind the Ritz and, uh, have a drink with my friend Gino, and maybe Josh and I'll do that this uh, this afternoon. Yes. Nothing can beat sunset at the Cleet in Bill Beck's yeah. Park. Um, biking around, especially in Bill Bags. Um, yeah, and just sitting and listening to the the sounds of the birds and the, and the ocean. Having oh. a walk with friends on the beach, one of my favorite things. All right. Hey, Pat, Josh, thank you so much for telling us about Youth Leads Change here to all Kiwi Scanners and Key Rats about what you guys are up to. Great initiative, great initiative, very, very much needed in the community. So thank you both for, for the time that you guys are putting into this and creating Youth Lead Change. Thank you for this time together. Yeah, thanks so much, Alejandro.